Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Jews and Gentiles divided. They're separated. They don't like each other. We see that in Acts chapter 15, um, the leaders of the church, meaning Peter, um, Peter and the other apostles, they all agreed and decided that in Acts chapter 15, that a Gentile person could believe in the Lord and become a believer in, in Jesus. Now that was a big deal in Acts chapter 15, because that's Jews and Gentiles, Jesus was a Jew, Gentiles is everybody else, uh, for another Jewish person, for a Jewish believer, for the father of the church, meaning Peter, to say and to agree to and to, to uh, recommend that even the Gentiles, even these unclean Gentiles, even those people that are not like us, they can believe that was a big deal. Couple um, about twenty or thirty years later, we get to the book of Ephesians. The whole book of Ephesians is all about Jews and Gentiles becoming one. The whole book of Ephesians is about you as a believer in Christ, um, about your new identity. How there's no longer a Jew and there's no longer a Gentile. There are believers in Christ, and that's what we want to take a few minutes to speak on with uh, with you this morning. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter two. If you have a Bible, and if you don't, just listening alone, we have it up on our screen. So, here we go. Ephesians 2, starting in verse 11, says this. Therefore, stop. Stop. You guys are good Bible students. You've heard me say lots of times. When you see the word therefore in the Bible, what do you got to do? You've got to know what therefore is therefore. Right? So to know what that word therefore, everything that follows the word therefore is related to what was written before. Because Paul wrote the stuff before, then he said therefore, he goes into this. So let's quickly read verses 1 through 10. Verses 1 through 10 in Ephesians 2 says this. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Verse 3. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following the desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Verse 4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Paul says there, we're all sinners. Right? We're all deserving of wrath. We're all um, chasing after the gratifying of our flesh. That is us. That's who we are. Then in verse 4, he says, But because of God's great love for us, we are made alive in Christ. Paul is writing this to people who are believers. Paul is writing this to people who are followers of Jesus. Paul is writing this to people who are alive in Christ. So that means in verse 11 when he says, 
Therefore, everything underneath that is right. He's writing to people who are alive. Does that make sense? To people who believe. Does that make sense? You follow me? You understand? So everything that he writes from verses 11 through 22 is written to believers in Christ. If you're here this morning and you're a believer, you're a follower of Jesus, say amen. Amen. This is for you. What Paul's writing here is for you. At one time we were dead, but now because of God's great love, we have been made alive. So Paul says this, in verse, starting in verse 11, talking about division. Therefore, remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. That's a tough spot to be, right? Without hope, without God, foreigners in the world. Keep reading, verse 13. But now in Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Let's get to point number one. There's two types of reconciliation. There's two types of division that I believe God's calling us to be reconciled, to be brought back together. Two things in your life, two people in your life that are apart that I believe today God wants to bring back together. Number one, we see here in verse 13, but now Christ Jesus, who you, uh, Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. I believe today God is calling you and me to be reconciled to him, to God the Father. Now, what does that mean? This may come as a shock to some people, but you are a sinner. You may be thinking, not me. You're born a sinner. You may be thinking, well, how can I be born a sinner? I've got a five-month-old baby back there. Like, she's a sinner? What does she do? Oh, she can do some stuff. If y'all would have saw that diaper the other day, you would know. Okay, I'm just saying. I'll take pictures and post them next time. Uh, Not true. Uh, So we, Anna Lee, myself, Judy, of all people, Judy, born a sinner, believe it or not. My friend Dee back there, she is born a sinner. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. We're all born sinners because of Adam and Eve, because of Genesis chapter 3, because of Adam and Eve's disobedience, because of their turning away from God's word. Today, thousands of years later, we are born as sinners into a sinful world with a sinful nature that our life and our heart is bent towards sin, means given to ourselves, just me and you by ourselves. We are going to lean towards, we are going to trend towards Sinful thoughts, sinful things, sinful words, sinful places. That's just the way the world is because of Adam and Eve. Good morning. Thanks for coming. Nice to see you. You're a sinner. That's it. That's all I got. Let's pray. Come on up, band. That's your, I kid. The band's not even back there. Where's Alex? She's not even here. Um, we're 
sinners. We're born into a sinful world as sinners into a sinful world. Now listen, this is uh, uh, Christianity 101. This is the basic of basic belief. There are people today that you know, there are people today that I know that want nothing to do with Jesus because they think nothing's wrong with him. I even believe that that's the number one problem in the world today. That's the reason people don't accept Jesus. That's the reason people don't have faith in Jesus. That's the reason people don't want to have anything to do with the church is because they don't realize the condition that we are in by being born into this world. I believe today that if we truly understood, if we really understood what shape we are in, what shape our spirit and our soul is in, if we really understood what sin does to our life and does to God himself, I believe there is no question we would all be up here at the altar, laying down on our face, crying and wailing, begging for God to forgive us because of what sin does in our life. Christianity 101 says that's you and me. We're sinners. We're born separated from God. We're born with a division between us and God. We're born with a gap in between us and the Father because of Adam and Eve thousands of years ago in Genesis chapter 3. But then we get to verse 13. Remember what verse 13 said? But now in Christ Jesus... You who were once far away have now been brought near by the blood of Jesus. There is a way that we can be brought near to God. There's a way that we can be reconciled. There's a way that we can have a right relationship with, with the Father. There's a way that that gap can be closed. There's a way that that sin can be forgiven. And what is that way? Somebody talk to me. Jesus What? By the blood of Christ. Anybody in here not like blood? Like if you're out, you know, whatever, and somebody gets a cut and they start bleeding, you start throwing up. Is that anybody? That's not me. I don't mind blood. I have a problem with bones. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Like if a bone's broke and kind of sticking out. When I was in high school, I was on the track team. I did the high jump. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't any good. I wasn't any good. I wasn't any good. I, I did. I did. There was this tall guy in our, on our team, like 6'5". Some of you may know him. He's, he's a teacher at Random. His name's Mr. Timmons. Um, I beat him. And he's like 6'5". I'm like, punk? You can't hang with me. So, like, I laid a beating on his tail. So one day during practice, I'm sitting over there. You know how you do the high jump, right? You got this bar and you got this big old mat. And I'm sitting on the side of the mat. The guy that does, throws the big ball, you know what I'm talking about? You know, does that thing. He said, I want to try to jump over this thing. I said, try to jump over it, big boy. You ain't going to do it. So he takes off running. And he was to plant his leg to jump, and he falls. And he says an expletive that I can't say. <laughs> And I look down, y'all, no lie. There's a bone sticking out of this joker's knee that far. Our coach's name was Tony. I said, Tony, you better come get this boy. <laughs> you better call the ambulance or something. Oh, it's terrible. There's a group of people. There's a group of believers. I don't even, I hesitate calling them believers. There's a group of, of people who say they're believers. They don't recognize the crucifixion. They don't recognize Jesus' blood. They don't recognize the crown of thorns, the cross, the nails. They don't recognize that because it's too gruesome, because it's too bloody. Their thought is, 
we don't want to share that part of Christianity. Can I openly share with you this morning? It's because of that part of Christianity that we're made alive today. Because, but now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near, not by, not by Jesus' words, not by Jesus' writings, not by what people say. We have been brought near because of his blood, because of the pain that he went through, because of the pain of the nails, because of the pain of the thorns, because of the pain of the cross. The blood that was shed was for you and for me so that we can be reconciled, so that we can be brought near, so that we can have a right relationship with the Father. It's because of that blood that we can stand here today as forgiven people, going to heaven as a healed people, as a promised people, as forgiven people, as people with hope and direction and purpose and peace, as people who the scriptures tell us that we're victorious, that we're blessed, that we're led, that we're with God is with us all because of his blood. I realize it's blood, but that blood is not normal blood. That blood is a blood that saves your life. That blood is a blood that forgives you of your sin. That blood is a blood that can do for you what nobody else can do for you. That blood takes the, the blame for your sin and everything that you did wrong. And that blood gives you the credit for everything that Jesus Christ did right. It's because of that blood that today we can be reconciled to God. Amen? That's Christianity 101. If you don't believe this, if this isn't a part of your life, then our second point, you've got no chance at. Because you've got to have the first one to get to the second one, and we'll get there in a minute. But speaking of the blood, there used to be, so we used to sing songs about the blood of Jesus in, in church. Now every once in a while, the new songs we sing, like they'll mention it, but we used to sing songs like, like this. <clears throat> if you know it, feel free to, to sing with me. Ready? What can wash away my sin? Yes! Here we go. What can make me whole again? Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Yes. Thank you. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The price that he paid was for you and for me. And without it, we can never be reconciled. We can never be brought near. We can never be in right relationship, in communion with God the Father. Today, God is calling you and me to be reconciled, to be brought near. Well, at one time, we were far apart, but because of the blood of Jesus, we can be brought near to the Father. Amen. Point number two. I believe God is calling us to be reconciled to him, and God is calling us to be reconciled to other people, to other people in our life. I said earlier, I told you earlier, there is a lot of division 
that we see around us um, in our world today. Um, here's what Paul says about division in verse 14. He says, for he himself is our peace. He, uh, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier and the dividing wall of hostility. Any division that you see in the world today is caused by the enemy. We see here that God is not a God of division. God is a God of reconciliation. God's in the business of bringing people, bringing things, bringing you and other people together. God is a God that reconciles. The same way that sin causes a gap in our relationship with the Father that Jesus' blood has to take care of, the same is true for us and other people. The division that we see in our world today is caused by sin in our world today. It's the enemy. It's what he does. It's who he is. He has to divide. The only way he can do what he wants to do is to divide. And God is calling you and me to close that gap between the division that we see today. There's no such thing in the church as a white church and a black church, right? There's no such thing in the church as a young church or an old church. There's church, right? We are here together. We are a family. Paul calls us, says that we are a family, that we're no longer foreigners. We're now citizens and, and members of a family together. But, 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 the same way that you close the gap between you and the Father through the blood of Jesus is the exact same way that we close the gap of division that we see with us and other people. It's done through Jesus. You may be thinking to me like there's people in your life that you have division with, you have separation with, and maybe it's there for a good reason, you may think. Like you don't know what, like they talked about me. I'm not going to, don't want to be a family member with them. The things they said about me, the things they done about me, like shoot. You expect me to forgive, you expect me to love, you expect me to serve, you expect me to be a family member with them. Maybe it's a mom or dad, maybe it's a husband or wife, maybe it's a son or daughter, maybe it's a coworker. That division that the enemy has gotten into your life and gotten into their life and has caused a gap to come in between you and somebody else. Maybe that person did you wrong, maybe that person spread rumors about you, maybe that person stole from you, maybe that person got ahead of you in line for, for what, or a promotion or whatever, and you may be thinking, you want me to close that gap? No. I don't want you to close that gap. The Lord wants you to close that gap. Right? There is no division in Christ. Remember, Ephesians 2, 11 through 22, the word therefore, why was therefore, therefore? It was therefore because everything written underneath it was for those who are made alive in Christ. If you are alive in Christ today, if you are forgiven and saved and set free and a believer, there should be no division in your life. Well, you may be thinking, well, what about that one person? Yeah, that one person too. Does that mean you have to be best friends with that one person? No. But does that mean you have to love? Yeah. Does that mean God's calling you to pray for? Yeah. Maybe God will call you to serve them one day? Yeah. No hard feelings? Yeah. 
But that can only be done in Christ. Right? I need some volunteers. I need two volunteers. Come here. Come here, Abby. I need two. Come here. Which, uh, which one of you love Jesus more? Okay, Abby, come here. Honest girl, I like it. Go down there. Go down there. <laughs> Honest girl, I like it. All right. Let's say there's a big division here. Okay. You got it? Yeah. You just wave. There's division, sorry. Say there's a big division here. For Abby is in Christ. She's Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 4. She's in Christ, right? Taylor is not there yet. We're working on it. No offense. We're getting there, right? God is calling Abby to fill in this gap. But no matter what Abby tries, Abby may try to fill in the gap. Abby may try to love Taylor. Abby may try to do something. But because of sin, something's going to happen, and it's not going to happen. Only in Christ, only with Christ in the middle— Don't believe, don't think it's just a coincidence that on the cross, when Jesus was hung between two thieves, that he was hung in the middle. There's a reason that Jesus Christ is in the middle. We see Jesus in the middle in a lot of different scriptures. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who was in the middle of the fire with them? Jesus. Only with Jesus in the middle can this relationship be made right. It's only through the blood of Jesus. It's only through Abby following and believing and having faith in the Father can this relationship be made right. Now, here's the crazy thing. Abby may be doing what she's supposed to do, and her heart's turning for Taylor. Her heart's changing the way she sees Taylor. Guess what? Taylor may not ever change. Right? There's no guarantee if Abby's doing what she can do to love Taylor and having Christ in the middle that it's going to do anything to change Taylor. That's, up, that's between Taylor and the Lord. That's not up to Abby and the Lord. That's up to Taylor and the Lord. But this story isn't about Taylor and the Lord. This story is about the gap that's here, that Abby being in Christ that she can fix, that God can fix through her. So for, for God to change Abby's heart for Taylor, for her to forgive, for her to love, for her to serve, it has to be done through Jesus Christ. Now, that may happen, and they may still not be friends. They may still think, oh, I ain't going to trust her no more. I ain't going to like her no more. We ain't hanging out no more. Some of that's okay, right? Like, that's fine. But it's a heart deal. It's in the heart. Abby's heart has changed. Whereas whatever this gap was between them, it's not there anymore because Jesus is in the middle. Because only the blood of Jesus can bring a gap back together. Only the blood of Jesus can can fill in the holes and fill in the division that we see in our world today. Whether it's a black man versus a white man. Whether it's a rich man versus an old man. Whether it's a Republican versus a Democrat. Whatever the garbage is that's here, it's only through Jesus can this gap start to close in. And lives can be changed. And people can be reconciled together. Only through Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Give my girls a hand. <laughs> Taylor told me yesterday she wanted a shout out, so you got it. 
You got it, girl. You got it. Unforgiveness, unforgiveness can only be handled through the blood of Jesus. Regrets, past regrets, past relationships can only be handled with the blood of Jesus. Marriages can only be handled with the blood of Jesus. Lord knows parenting can only be done through the blood of Jesus. Friendships can only be done right through the blood of Jesus. The same way sin causes a divide between me and God, same way sin causes a divide between me and you, it can only be made right through the blood of Jesus. So now you may be thinking, that sounds wonderful. That sounds great. What does it mean to be in Christ? Being in Christ is simple. That's you confessing your sin, believing that Jesus is Lord, and allowing his blood to cleanse your life, to cleanse your soul, and allowing his blood to start to change your life and change the way you see people, change the way you think about people, change that unforgiveness that you have in your life, change that anger, that regret, those missed opportunities that in your past only the blood of Jesus can do those things for you. Amen? Amen. My challenge for you this morning is a couple. One, are you in Christ? Are you in a right relationship with the Lord? Has the blood of Jesus impacted and changed your life? And two, are you in a right relationship with people? Is there any division in your life? Is there a gap? Is there a divide? Is there a chasm? Is there, is there a, a division in your life that God, that only God, can heal through the blood of his son, Jesus? What can wash away my sin? Let's stand. Come on, band. Let's pray together as the band comes. Lord, again, we thank you for today. God, thank you for you being who you are and what you have done for us. God, thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you so much for recognizing our problem, for recognizing that we are born separated from you and that the only way, the only way that we can be in a right relationship with you is through the blood of Jesus. So God, I pray today that you would speak to our hearts, that you would speak to our minds. God, if there's division between me and you, God, point it out to us. God, if there's sin separating me and you today, God, point it out to us. God, speak to us. And then God, help us to confess it, help us to trust in your love, in your forgiving power, and in your blood. God, I pray if there's any division today between me and another person, if there's any division that sin has caused in my life between me and a brother or a sister, God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts about that. God, I pray that our ears would be open. I pray that our mind will be open. I pray that our heart will be ready to hear you speak to us. God, we're trusting in you to do what only you can do in our life. God, we're trusting in you to do what only you can do with the division in our country, 
in our world, in our homes, in our cities. God, do what only you can do. God, do your thing in our lives today. Lord, we love you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.